Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of John Reviews Eternal Masters. This time we're going to be on the green cards and we're going to only have a few episodes left. I might condense the artifacts and multicolor spells into a single episode just for time's sake. I haven't decided yet. But here we're going to talk about the green cards because we've talked about the lands, the white, the blue, the red, and the black cards. And now it's time to talk about the green cards. And we're going to start off with the top of the list with Abundant Growth. A single green mana for an enchantment aura at common. It enchants a land. When it airs the battlefield, you draw a card. And then the enchanted land has tap. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. This is really a card that can fix your mana very well for single green, especially if you're heavy green. That way you're able to cast this on turn one and turn your turmoil forest into just like a five color land. But this also has an added benefit for being a double cantrip in the Enchantress deck. Because if you're able to get the the rare Argothian Enchantress, which we'll talk about in a moment, or the Uncommon Mesa Enchantress, you're able to churn through your deck really quickly with an Abundant Growth. Because it at least replaces itself. And then with a Mesa Enchantress, you're able to just dig further into your deck. This is also great for one of the common payloads we'll get to at the end of the green cards. So Abundant Growth, definitely a, a medium pick, I would say, for the for the Enchantress deck, and maybe solid if you're trying to splash a color, if, but only if you're heavy green. Next, we have another card for the Enchantress deck, Ancestral Mask. Two and a green for an enchantment aura at Uncommon. It enchants a creature, and the enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two for each other enchantment on the battlefield. So this is, again, another payload for the enchantment deck. You have an Abundant Growth, you play enchant Ancestral Mask, you play a bunch of the other enchantments. Suddenly, whatever you put the Ancestral Mask on gets huge and just out of control. Great payoff for the enchantment deck. Wouldn't play it. You can't play it by itself because it doesn't get a bonus for itself. But multiples stack very well if you're able to get those. At the end of the day, play this only if you're in the Enchantress deck, I would say. Don't play this elsewhere. Now, I already mentioned the Argothian Enchantress, and I fibbed a little bit earlier because Argothian Enchantress is one and a green for a human druid at Mythic. She's an 0-1, so no power. She also has Shroud, so you can't put any of these auras on her. But whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you draw a card. She is probably the best engine card for the Enchantress deck. She's cheap. She's cheap in order to get out into play. She lets you draw a bunch of cards when you cast your enchantments. And being an 0-1 does hurt, but Shroud means that it's, she's very less likely to die from any of your opponent's removal. She doesn't block well. She definitely doesn't attack well. She's just there to kind of sit there and just be your own personal Phyrexian Arena, drawing cards once you cast your enchantments. She's not that expensive monetarily, but I would not be surprised to see people pick her first in drafts and just be really happy and be like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to take Argothian Enchantress. I'm going to draft all the enchantments I can, and I'm going to drown you in card advantage. And it's going to be awesome. Also, she's very good in Commander and Highlander Enchantress as well. Again, she's just one of the better Enchantresses that you can get because she just draws you so many cards. Next, we have Brawn. Three and a green for a creature incarnation at Uncommon. It's a 3-3 Trampler. But, as long as Brawn is in your graveyard and you control a forest, creatures you control have Trample. So this is the green card like Wonder. Now, Wonder gives Flying, which is much better than Trample. But giving all your creatures Trample is still a big deal. If you're playing this green-blue Threshold deck, which is what that theme is going to end up being in Limited, Brawn can do some really nice things. Now, for those of us who play Commander, I have found that I've been putting Nylea, God of the Hunt, from Theros in all of my green decks, or green decks because I need Trample. And Brawn is another way of getting Trample. Now, Brawn has to be in your graveyard and you need a forest, which in green decks is not hard. 
So just know what you need out of your green decks in Commander because Trample is very relevant a lot of the time, especially against the token decks that just want to put a bunch of 1-1s into play. Next, we have Centaur Chieftain, 3 and a green for a Centaur at Uncommon. It has Haste, it's a 3-3, and it has Threshold, as long as you have 7 or more cards in your graveyard, which is the entire Threshold text. Whenever you see Threshold, it's always going to start with that. Then, Centaur Chieftain has, whenever Centaur Chieftain enters the battlefield, creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1, and gain Trample until end of turn. So not only is this just a 3-3 for 4 with Haste, which is already pretty good, like we already talked about Avarax in the red section, but if you have Threshold, this Chieftain just turns into a mini overrun and gives your entire team Trample, which is great. This is great in the Threshold deck where you can turbo this out. This is also great in the red-green aggro deck. If you can get to if you can get to seven cards in your graveyard, suddenly this card turns into a legitimate win condition. Just power through a bunch of damage. Probably not a high pick or a good card in commander. Maybe not in the Highlander, I don't think so. Solid role player unlimited. I'd pick it fairly early if I'm in a red-green aggressive deck. Next we have probably one of Luis's LSV's favorite cards from original Ravnica, Civic Wayfinder. Two and a green for a two-two. Elf Warrior drew it at common. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand. If you do, shuffle your library. Civic Wayfinder helps you splash cards that are outside your main colors. You're not going to splash Civic Wayfinder. That's not what he does. If you're in a green deck and you need to find a plains, a forest, or whatever you need, you play him, you go grab your off-color basic land, you play it next turn, all of a sudden your splash colors are online. This, plus the abundant growth we already mentioned, plus the 10 two-color tap lands at common, really incentivize the ability to play some of these greedy decks, some of these, like, the the uh, the shrine decks in Limited. This is the card that's going to help enable this. So if you're playing five, if you want to play five color, you want to play more than two colors, you want to pick up some Civic Wayfinders. And you want to pick them up early. You don't want to necessarily wait on those. If you're playing, if you want to play a five color deck in Limited, this is my rule. Pick up your bombs, then pick up your fixing. Your fixing also need, but your fixing needs to be important. You need to pick fixing before your mediocre playables. And you'll know what you're looking for once you've drafted it a few times. That says Civic Wayfinder, very solid card limited. It does its job very well. It gets you your lands. It makes you help to hit your land drops in your control decks. Play it in almost every green deck that you have. Next, we have another card for the Threshold deck and for the Enchantress deck, which is with Commune with the Gods. One of the green for a sorcery at common. Reveal the top five cards of your library. You may put a creature or enchantment card from among them into your hand. Put the rest into your graveyard. So for the Threshold deck, this is putting five cards in your bin, at least. For the Enchantress deck, it's finding an enchantment. For your creature decks, it's finding a creature. This card has a lot of utility. It's not going to be great in every deck, but it'll be good in some decks. Also fairly solid in Commander, depending on what you're trying to do. Not quite sure about uh, Highlander, but if you're looking for effects that want to put stuff in your bin with Highlander, where you, you only have the one-ofs, Commune with the Gods is not a bad version of this effect. Next, finally, downgraded to Common, we have Elephant Guide. Two and a green for an enchantment aura at Common. Man, we have only gone through eight cards, and we've already gotten... Two creature auras. Man. Enchanted creature gets plus three, plus three. And when the enchanted creature dies, you get a three, three green elephant creature token onto the battlefield. Elephant Guide is probably one of the better auras that you'll see. It doesn't give any sort of benefits aside from the plus three, plus three, which will usually do it in and of itself. But it also replaces itself with the three, three elephant, which is going to be very, very big in this environment where you're trying to put these auras on creatures. And, you know, sometimes they're going to die. But Elephant Guide is going to give you a very nice payoff after your creature dies, giving you that 3-3 Elephant. 
Very solid card. I'd played in most green decks already, and the Enchantress deck just loves this card. Next, we have Elvish Vanguard. One of the green for a 1-1 Elf Warrior at common. Well, that's not very nice. But whenever another Elf enters the battlefield, you put a plus one, plus one counter on Elvish Vanguard. Now, the big trick here is that whenever another Elf enters the battlefield... This is old text. This is not the new text of when it enters the battlefield under your control. This also counts your opponent's elves. This is great in the elf deck where you're putting out a bunch of elves, but it's also a great trump if you're in a green deck that doesn't have a lot of elves, and you're just like, I, I don't need this dirty card. You run up against the elf deck. Man, play this guy on turn two, and just watch him get huge. The elf deck is going to have a big problem trying to fight this guy, and they're going to want this guy. Very strong and limited. Not sure about tr Elf Tribal and Commander, but I could definitely see him having a place there. Next, we have Downshifted from Rarity. From Rare to Common, Emperor Crocodile. Three and a green for a common crocodile. It's a 5-5. Five, 5-5. Five. Five, five. That's huge. And whenever you control no other creatures, sacrifice Emperor Crocodile. So he's not going to be the guy who's going to hold down the fort by himself. He needs friends. So make sure that when you play him, you don't get blown out when your opponent goes, hey, I'm just going to, you know, chain lightning your your dude, and now you have no creatures, and so you need to sack your Emperor Crocodile. I'm sorry. So just make sure that you're playing around that. Not a great card outside of Limited, I would imagine, but it's definitely something that's really nice to see for the nostalgia. Speaking of red-green aggro, we talked about earlier, we have Flint Hoof Boar, one in the green for a 2-2 boar at Uncommon. It gets plus one, plus one as long as you control a mountain, and you could pay a single red mana to give him haste until end of turn. So this could be a 2-mana two 2-2, two -two, or this could be a 3-mana uh, 3-3 three three haste, which is going to be amazing. Definitely a card that you don't want to see running at you on turn 3. That's not fair. Play it in every red-green deck. I'm not sure I would play this outside of that circumstance, but it's definitely a card that's great in the red-green aggro deck. Wouldn't play it elsewhere. Next we have a card called Fog. We all know what this card does if you've been playing Magic for a while. One green, instant, common, prevent all combat damage that will be dealt this turn. I'm not going to do the Fog Rant. I want to. I'm not. But trust me, do not play this in your limited decks. You're going to think it's good. It's not. There are car it, there, Lands are better than Fog. Don't play Fog. Bottom line. Next, at Uncommon, we have Gaia's Blessing. One of the green for a sorcery. Target player shuffles up to three target cards from his or her graveyard into his or her library and draw a card. That's nice, but it has this other triggered ability. When Guy's Busting is put into your graveyard from your library, shuffle your graveyard into your library. That is a very powerful effect. Now, we've seen this more recently on some cards like Memory's Journey from uh, original Innistrad, but this shuffle effect can be very helpful in some in formats like Commander or in Highlander where you're trying to maybe get some sort of combo off and you just need to shuffle everything back again over and over and over again. Guy's Blessing does a lot of good job of making sure that you can't get milled out, and it's just a very solid card. So I would play it in most green decks. I wouldn't pick this highly. I would expect to see this a little bit later on in the pack. It does have the original Rebecca Gay art, which is amazing, and is going to be amazing in foil. So make sure you keep that in mind when you're drafting. I've never played this in Commander. I've never seen this played in Commander, but you know what? There's a first time for everything, and I'm willing to give it a shot in certain, in certain circumstances. Next, we have a rare that is banned in Modern, but great in Legacy and great in Highlander and in Commander. Green, Sun's Zenith. Green, X, Sorcery. Search your library for a green creature card with converted mana cost X or less and put it onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library and shuffle Green Sun's Zenith into, your, into its owner's library. Card is great. It just helps you find whatever you need. In constructed formats, you can pay a single green and find your Dryad Arbor. 
or you can pay two mana to find your elf, your Landor elf, your elvish mystic, or whatever you need. If you have enough mana, you can go find your Cradle of Behemoth and just hope your opponent out, out of the game. Card is great. I would first pick this in limited, play it most of the time, feel really great about it. Foils are not super valuable because this was put into a From the Vault series, but it's still a good card. Played in limited, played in commander, played in Highlander, and if you get a play set, go play elves in um, Legacy. That's the format, Legacy. And I'm sure that uh, Jamie on Twitter, Jamie Keller, is going to be very happy that you did. Next, at Uncommon, we have two green-green sorcery in Harmonize. Draw three cards. I don't know why they keep printing this card in green in supplemental sets. Maybe because they can't print this in a standard set. But this was a plane shifted or a uh, color-shifted card from Planar Chaos. Normally, this card is Concentrate, which is uh, two gr- two blue-blue sorcery draw three cards. But they shifted it over to green because green is, believe it or not, the second color in card drawing. But the card's great. Play it in your green decks. Put it in your queue. Put it in your commander decks. Put it in your Highlander decks. Don't play this in Legacy, I don't think. But it's, it's a bit slow there. But the card is very good. Play it in all your decks. Drawing three cards for four mana is great, even if it's only a sorcery. Next is Heritage Druid. For a single green mana, you get an elf creature elf druid at rare, and it's a 1-1, which is not great. But it has tap three untapped elves you control at GGG, three green mana, to your mana pool. This was a common, but now it's a rare in this in this set for this context. Because in Legacy Elves, this is the card that makes the deck run. Without the ability to tap three elves and make three mana just with this one card, you're not going to be getting anywhere. Now, this combos with another card that's not in the set, which is Nettle Sentinel. But the point, but the point being that this is a card that is the, a big engine for the elf deck. This card is very good in Elf Tribal, very good in the elf Legacy in the elves deck in Legacy. I would play it. In, I would play it in limited if I'm in the elves deck. Maybe pass this early, but if you want to try and take the plunge and force elves, go ahead and be my guest. Next, we have the final Honden, Honden of Life's Web, four and a green legendary enchantment shrine at uncommon. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a one-one colorless, colorless spirit creature token onto the battlefield for each shrine you control. So let's recap the shrines. The white shrine gains you two life for each shrine. The blue one draws you a card for each shrine. The black one has your opponent discard a card for each shrine. The red one deals damage for each shrine, and the green one gets gives you a 1-1 one, one for each shrine. They all do different things. If you get all five in play, you should win the game in short order. Maybe basically mainly because you're getting you're dealing five damage to someone and you're getting five one ones, and they're discarding five cards and you're drawing five cards and you're gaining ten life. Just be careful you don't deck yourself, because that is a concern with the blue shrine. If I had to pick a hierarchy of shrines that I want to see to put me into the shrine deck, I want to start off with the black one. Then I want to pick up the blue one. Then I want to pick up the red one. And then the green and the white one are a little bit lower on my priority list. But that's only in the five-color shrine deck. Hunt and Life's Web is not good as a really, really slow from beyond, from the beyond or very, very slow awakening zone. It needs to have other shrines to be good. For example, the blue shrine and the black shrine, they're already okay on their own. They're not great, but they're okay. The other ones really need other shrines to be really, really good. So just know that if you're taking the if you're taking the plunge to the shrine deck, that 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 you are setting yourself up for kind of a longer game. You're a control deck. You pick, play the good cards, play your removal spells, and you let the shrines carry the day. Also, there's a card that we are um, blah, blah, enlightened tutor from the white section. You want that card in this deck to help you find your different shrines or whatever shrine you need at the time. It's rare, so it's going to be harder to do. Also, these are all all uncommon, so it's very unlikely you're going to get all five, 
But keep that in mind. Also remember that they're legendary. Don't play two of the same ones. Expect to get double. It's not how it works. Remember, just be very careful with these shrines. Next, at rare, we have a card that should be rare. Imperious Perfect. It's a 2-2 two, two for 2 and a green. Elf Warrior at rare. Other elves you control get plus 1, plus 1. And you can pay a green and tap it to put a 1-1 one, one green Elf Warrior creature token onto the battlefield. Uh, basically, this card just says, tap a green, put a 2-2 two, two into play. And you can do this every turn. Card's dumb. Card's really good in the elf deck. It's better than Heritage Druid. Like, if I had to pick between Imperious Perfect and Heritage Druid, I would pick the Imperious Perfect. Because the Perfect is, is the Lord, which is the slang for giving plus one, plus one to your whole team, that you want in an elf deck. Card's great. Play it always in the elf deck. Or even play it on its own. If it just spits out two twos, and that's the only elf you have in your deck, that's still fine. It's not great. It's not as good as it would be in the tribal elf deck, but it's still fine. Also, great in Commander. Great in, probably great in Highlander. Don't think it's played in Legacy Elves. Legacy Elves is more of a combo deck. Next, we have a card, which is Invigorate. Two and a green for an instant at Uncommon. Target creature gets plus four, plus four until end of turn. That's okay, I guess. I mean, we have Titanic Growth, and that's one in the green for this, which is, I guess, okay. But Invigorate has an extra bonus that if you control a forest, other, rather than paying Invig Invigorate's mana cost, you may have an opponent gain three life. Yes, here is one of the cards for the Legacy Infect deck. There's no Infect in the set, but Invigorate is a very powerful card for the Infect strategy because they don't care what your life total is. Sure, gain three life and or gain four or yeah, gain three life and then it'll hit you for seven Infect, whatever. In limited, I'm not sure how good this is because you're gaining three life and dealing four damage. This does really well on double strikers, but we haven't seen many double strikers in the set. So I'm going to hesitate to say that Invigorate is going to do a lot of really awesome things with this in mind. That said, foils are going to look really pretty. Uh, Mark Zug did a really good job with this art. That said, not sure what its place is in limited. I'm probably going to cast this for two and a green most of the time. Next we have Lanamar Elves, one green, Elf Druid common, one one, tap, add green to your mana pool. Basic, 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 basic mana elf. Great in your green decks, great in your elf decks. Pick this fairly early if you're in green. I wouldn't pick this over any great removal spell or any r rare bombs, but it's still a very solid card in your mono in your green decks because it accelerates you from one to three. Speaking of elves, we have Lissalana Huntmaster 2GG for an elf warrior at common into 3-3, three, three, and whenever you cast an elf spell, you may put a 1-1 one, one green elf warrior creature token onto the battlefield. So, you cast an elf spell, you get a 1-1 one, one elf. Seems pretty basic. Remember that there are some tribal elves. For example, there is... I think it's, um, I can't remember the name now. It is the black card, which says destroy target non-elf creature. I am looking it up right now. Eyeblight's ending. There we go. Tribal instant elf. Because of how the card type tribal works, that is an elf. And that will get you an elf with your Lissalana Huntmaster. Great in the elf deck. Maybe not so great elsewhere. I don't think I would play this on its own because, you know, four mana for a 3-3 three, three is not what I'm looking for. That said, great in the elf deck. Powering out your powering out a little more elf dudes to get some more value out of your spells. Card is great. Now speaking of elves, here's a card that I don't think people expected to be in this set. They 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 put had on their wish lists, but they didn't have it like as an auto include. And that is Natural Order. Two green green sorcery at mythic. As an additional cost to cast Natural Order, sacrifice a green creature. Search your library for a green creature card and put it onto the battlefield then shuffle your library. This is the amazing Therese Nielsen art. Oh, this the art is amazing. Just look it up on your own time. 
this card helps define Legacy Elves. Because if this resolves, they go find their Crater Hoof and just kill you with whatever the Elves are. Remember that you have to sack a green creature, and you have to find a green creature. Now, we're going to get to some of the bigger payloads in a minute, but you'll notice that most of the creatures we've gone through in the green section have been small, have been kind of tiny. Like, the best creature that I've seen that I would want to grab with a natural order is Centaur Chieftain. That's not a great place to be. Like, not even Emperor Crocodile is something that I want to do. But Natty Order is only as good as the creature you're trying to find with it. We'll get to a few of the big payloads later, but if you're opening this in Limited, you're opening it because it's a very valuable card, it's very money, it's great in Commander, it's great in Highlander, I believe it's pointed in Highlander anyways. It's also great in cubes. Foils are going to look amazing. This art's already been a judge foil, but this is the first time you're going to get a foil pack or a pack foil out of this. So be very excited there. Next is Nature's Claim. Instant common for a single green mana. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Its controller gains for life. This usually sees play in the infect decks in Modern and Legacy to get rid of some troublesome enchantments or artifacts, namely Spellskite. It's okay in Commander because everybody starts at 40. Less, I would imagine it's still pretty okay in Highlander as well, mainly because it's one green mana to get rid of something, and life totals are largely irrelevant. So, solid card, solid reprint. Also has the great art that we saw originally from Conspiracy by Raul Vitale. I'm probably mispronouncing that, and I apologize. But, Nature's Claim is a great card, great reprint. I look forward to playing with it. Next is Nimble Mongoose. One green for a 1-1 Mongoose at common. It has Shroud. Remember, can't target it. And it has Threshold. Nimble Mongoose gets plus two, plus two, as long as seven or more cards are in your graveyard. This card is part of the Rug Delver lists in Legacy. Because Shroud is huge in a format where every removal spell is there. And having a one-mana 3-3 is also really huge. Now, the Mongoose, the Goose is pretty much a card that they're probably seeding for Popper, because the card is, might be absurd there, we don't know yet. But it is definitely a powerhouse from its day in Standard, from what it's seeing play in Legacy already. I don't know if I'd pick this highly in Limited, because 1-mana one 1-1s one tend to be bad. Even 1-mana one 1-1s one that could occasionally be 1-mana 3-3s. Three I'm willing to be proven wrong about the Goose, because Shroud is a big downside as far as, you know, wanting to put things on him. So, we'll see. I'm, I'll probably try to play with him at least once or twice in a limited event. Next is a card that I would love to put on uh, Nimble Mongoose, but can't because of Shroud, and that is Rancor. Single green mana for an enchantment aura at uncommon. It enchants a creature. The creature gets plus two, plus O, oh, and has trample. And then when it's put into the graveyard for the battlefield, return Rancor to its owner's hand. You want to talk about a great card for the Enchantress deck? That's Rancor. You want to talk about a good card for the, for the regular aggro deck? That's Rancor. Ranker is absurd. It is so hard to get rid of a Ranker once it's resolved onto a creature that you almost have to get rid of it either by exiling the the enchantment itself or by countering it as it's going into play. This sees play in Modern on in both Infect and in the Boggles deck, which is trying to just put a bunch of auras on a small creature. Ranker is a very, very powerful card. I'll, take it, I'll play it in every green deck that I can put my hands on. So Ranker's great. Play Ranker. Next is one of the better uh, payloads for the Natural Order. Now, this is a rare, so you're not likely to find that uh, that often, but it is Regal Force. It's a 5-5 elemental at rare for 4 and 3 green mana, so a total of 7. When Regal Force enters the battlefield, you draw a card for each green creature you control. This card is already commands a $10 price tag normally from its first printing back in Lorwyn, and hasn't been reprinted since. And it's just a great card in your green decks, or in an elf deck of some sort. Because you're just going to be able to draw, depending on how many green creatures you have in play, you could be drawing 
four, five. I've even seen Regal Forces draw ten cards just on how many green creatures they have to play, whether the, whether it's the Elf's deck or whatever. Regal Force is an amazing card. At worst, it replaces itself, but ideally you're drawing like three to four cards off of it. The card is great. I'd pick it pretty early if I'm in green, and it's going to put you into heavy green already, so you could wheel this if you're drafting Elves already, but this is a great payload in the green decks. Next is a seed for the Threshold decks, and also works well with Burning Vengeance and Roar of the Worm. Six and a green for a sorcery at Uncommon. You put a 6-6 six, six green Worm creature token onto the battlefield, and it has flashback for four and a green. Now, what is the deal with Roar of the Worm? Why is its flashback cost less than its casting cost? That is because they want you to put this into your graveyard and only cast it for the four mana. Because four mana 6-6 six, six is, that's absurd! Let me tell you, that's crazy. Four mana 6-6s six, six with no downside, that's great. So, put it in your graveyard early, cast it on turn four, get a 6-6 six, six in play, attack with one on turn five. That is great. Card is really, really good. I'd pick it pretty early. Now, paying, paying retail for the, for the first casting is pretty bad. Casting it for the, from flashback is great. Again, this is not super amazing with Burning Vengeance. I, wouldn't pro I might play one in the Burning Vengeance deck, but not be excited about it. But it's very, very good. Making 6-6s six is just great. Never seen this scene playing Commander. Could be good in Highlander. Not entirely sure there. But I would not be surprised to see it do, good job, do a good job there. Next is one of the green removal spells, Roots. Three and a green for an aura at common. It says enchant creature without flying. Why? Because Roots can't hit flying creatures. It makes sense. When Roots enters the battlefield, tap enchanted creature. And the enchanted creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. Great green removal spell. Great green card for the great green removal spell for the Enchantress deck, especially because it's an enchantment. I'd pick this pretty early. Flyers are already a weak spot for green already, and unfortunately, we haven't seen any reach cards yet. Maybe there'll be a few later on, but cards really good. I'd pick it pretty early in my, if I'm in green. Next, with sick new art, is Seal of Strength, a single green mana for an enchantment at common. Sack Seal of Strength. Target creature gets plus three plus three until end of turn. So the Enchantress deck. Really, will really love this card because it's just one mana draw card. Also, Noah Bradley did an amazing job with this art. It's just a giant growth on Layaway. I played it almost every green deck, and I'm especially going to be looking for these alongside Seal of Cleansing if I'm in the Enchantress deck. Next is a limited all-star Sentinel Spider. Three green green for a 4-4 four, four spider at common. It has Vigilance, and it has Reach. There is that keyword that, reach, that green needs in order to stop those flyers from hitting it upside the face. 4445 is great. Giving it Vigilance and Reach is also great. Played in every green deck. I might pick this early over some remo removal spells if I if I feel like I'm going to be needing a little bit of beef. It's just a very, very solid card. Played in every green deck. Speaking of green decks, Silvos Rogue Elemental. It's an 8-5 Legendary Elemental at Rare with Trample. It casts for 3 green, green, green. This is the last of the... Um, this is the last of the, um, they were called the Colosseum Fighters, the Pit Fighters from Odyssey. And he has green mana, regenerate Silvos, Rogue Elemental. Silvos, I played him in the Legendary Cube. He is so hard to deal with. Oh my god, he's hard to kill. Once you get to 7 mana, and you can just leave a green, green mana untapped for Silvos, there's almost nothing your opponent can do. Of the cards we've, we've already gone over in this set, Roots deals with him because it taps him and doesn't untap him. Then there's Swords of Plowshares, and there's a few other cards that hose regeneration, 
But other than that, Silvos is just a very powerful card and one that's going to be really hard to kill in limited. I would take it pretty early, but again, triple green is hard unless you're really, really in a green deck. So be careful there. Next is a rare that needs very little introduction because its power level is through the roof. That is Sylvan Library. One in a green for an enchantment at rare. It needs this, by the way. At the beginning of your draw step, you may draw two additional cards. If you do, choose two cards that you have drawn this turn. For each of those cards, pay four life or put the card on top of your library. So either you draw three cards in a turn and pay eight life, you draw two cards and pay four life, or you draw one card. This card is very interesting. Its power is definitely there. And there are some cases where it is totally correct to play this on turn two, go to turn three and say, pay eight life, draw three cards this turn. It's fine. It's not, you might not gain that much life back on where you just have this enchantment in play, but Sylvan Library gets you an amazing advantage. And paying eight life to draw two cards in some cases is exactly what you need. Just believe me on this. Card is great in Commander. It's great in Highlander. It sees some play in Legacy already. It is absurd. Play Sylvan Library. Next, we have Sylvan Might. One green instant at common. Target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains trample to the end of turn. And it has flashback for two green, green. This is a, a really good card for helping pushing through damage. And the fact that it has flashback for a little bit more expensive is definitely something that you need to watch out for. Sylvan Might, very powerful card. I'm going to play this in most of my green decks, I would imagine. It's okay, I would imagine, in a Burning Vengeance-style deck. But again, Burning Vengeance doesn't want to have a lot of creatures. So Sylvan Might is a little less good there. Next is Thornwield Archer. One in a green for a 2-1 Elf Archer at common. It has Reach and Death Touch. Card's great. Play it all the time. No questions asked. It basically just says Doomblade a Flyer because they're not going to attack into it because it's just going to trade. It's going to trade with every flyer that your opponent has. It is really good. Also good in the Elf deck, but it's just a solid green common. Take it very highly if you're in green. Next is Timberwatch Elf. Two in a green for a 1-2 Elf at Uncommon. This card used to be rare or common, just so you know. It says tap, target creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the number of elves on the battlefield. Oh, card is great. If you're in the elf deck, this can routinely give plus five, plus five, plus six, plus six. It is very, very powerful. Take it early and then build around it if you want to be drafting elves. Card's great. Next is Werebear, one in the green for a 1-1 human bear druid at common. It taps to add green to your mana pool, and it has threshold where it gets plus 3, plus 3, as long as you have 7 or more cards in your graveyard. So early game, it's a mana dork. Late game, it's a 4-4 four, four for 2. Card is good in almost every circumstance, and I can imagine myself playing this in almost every green deck, but especially so in the threshold deck. Being able to have a 4-4 four, four pretty early in the game it, that accelerates you is good. Next, at Uncommon, we have Wirewood Symbiote. One green mana for an insect at Uncommon. This seems a little weird when you hear what's, what this card does, but you'll see why. Return an elf you control to its owner's hand. Untap target creature. Activate this ability only once each turn. And it's a 1-1. This is another combo piece in the elf's deck in Legacy. I could also see playing this in Commander Elves or in Highlander if there's enough elves for Highlander Elves to work. This card enables some very broken combos, and it's just very, very powerful. Also, it has great new art by Johan Shepaz, or Shepag. Apologies on that, on that butchering of your name. But it is a great card in that deck. Play it if you're an Elves, and don't play it otherwise. Next is a rare, Xanted Swarm. One green for an 0-1 insect at rare with flying. Green doesn't normally get flyers, so what's the deal with Xanted Swarm? Well, 
Whenever Xander's form attacks, defending player can't cast spells this turn. The first time I saw this card cast, I was watching the Vintage Super League, and it was being used to st to prevent the opponent from interacting with a player's combo pieces, and the, this is a card that does that very, very well. Because if you are worried about your opponent interacting with you, play Trimo's Antiswarm, attack, and let's do everything in our second main phase. That's all you need to do. Because then your opponent just will not be able to interact in a meaningful way. I wouldn't pick this very highly in draft, but, you know, I'm sure that there are some cases where his Antiswarm is definitely going to be the card you need to help push through that extra piece, those extra pieces of damage. And lastly, in the green cards, we have Yavimaya Enchantress. Two in a green for a 2-2 Human Druid at common. And Yavimaya Enchantress gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment on the battlefield. This is the common beater for the Enchantress deck. Because this turns into a 2-2 two, two for three, with three enchantments in play, which is probably not that unreasonable, considering the number of auras we've seen. She turns into a 3-mana 5-5. Five, five. No abilities, but that's still really good. Put a ranker on her, she goes from a 2-2 two, two to a 5-3 trample. That is absurd. Card is really good in the Enchantress deck. Wouldn't play it anywhere else. Now, it does have the old wording of each enchantment on the battlefield full stop, not the ones you control. So if you're in a green deck and you're playing the Enchantress deck, this may not be a bad card to sideboard in and really beat them upside the head with. But again, much better in the Enchantress deck than just you trying to sideboard it, sideboard it in against the Enchantress deck. And that is it for all the green cards. I mean, green is very, very strong. The green-black or the green-black elf deck is definitely in full swing. We also have the blue-green threshold deck, the red-green aggro deck, and then the white-green white enchantress, blue-green threshold, red-green aggro, black-green elves. There we go. That's that's everything. There, that was everything. That's great. Also with a few little nods here and there for a, for a five-color deck, green looks really, really solid, plus it has some really great reprints like Natural Order that I'm looking forward to finding and hopefully opening a few of. We'll see. But that is it for green... Uh, thank you so much for sticking with us through these episodes. As always, you can find me on Twitter, at JWiley129. You can also find the podcast that I co-host with Ian, uh, Eyes on the Mize, which you can find on Twitter, at Eyes on the Mize, or you can reach us directly at eyesonthemize at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you all next time with the multicolored and artifact cards.